0: It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. Tonight, it's Mark with you. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Angie. (laughs) The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. We always bring in show prep to, to talk if people don't call in. But every once in a while, somebody will call in before the show even starts. And that's what happened with Stephen calling in from Fort Lauderdale. Stephen, what's on your mind?
1: Hi. So um, I just wanted to talk about going to church. I've been going to church for about two years now. And just started. I was talking to the priest. The other day, and he told me I was doing God's work. Okay. And when he was telling me I was doing God's work, basically um, I was on his porch because I was I was fixing it for him because he had a leak from his porch. So I got up on his porch, I took my gun out, and I started shooting niggers. And I
0: will we'll drop that. Somehow I knew that was coming. Yeah, I kinda kinda heard a dumb story. Kevin. Yeah. Well I had uh, I, I had my finger over that drop button. You know, one of the one of the issues with he was having so excited he called in before the show started yeah. to do that. <laughs> the funny thing is is that um, oftentimes so this is Free Talk Live is an interface between old and new technology. Mm-hmm. Many most of our listeners are listening to us on nationally syndicated radio, but a handful of them are out there listening on platforms like Twitch, DLive, and YouTube. Steven did claim to be calling from YouTube, and what Stephen probably doesn't know is what a dump button is. It's like <laughs> it's like holding a single-edged, ra- a single you know, one of those razor blades that you, you screw in, you know, the safety razor you screw in the razor blades, or or uh, you know, one of those inserts for a forty-five uh, record or something to a kid, you know, a, mm-hmm. a pair of manual clippers. They'll have no idea what they are. Stephen it doesn't know what a what a dump button is. But I'm going to explain it real quick in case Steven's still listening or anybody else there wonders. We have a piece of technology, and that piece of technology allows us to build up seven seconds of delay. And in that seven seconds, I can push that button anytime and drop off three and a half seconds, and I can push it twice and drop seven seconds. And thus, the things that you say, no matter how foul and inconsequential—I've heard them all, mind you—I um, can drop them, make them disappear into the ether, and, up, and we're back instantaneously. So you know that's the wonders of radio, and and you can call in and talk about what you want, and I'll dump your butt too. So yeah, going out there <laughs> and it's gone. Yep, first it's there, <laughs> then it's not there. My show prep is from the Independent. Several U.S. states are considering legislation to decriminalize prostitution, and as a matter of fact, about time. Well. As a matter of fact, I've seen that several uh that, that Mexico at the very least is considering it also. Good. You know, Mexico,
2: interestingly enough, is seems to have been gaining freedom recently as we've been losing freedom in that the Mexican Supreme Court determined they had a basic human right uh to marijuana. I mean not to have marijuana provided to them, but to be left alone if they managed to obtain their own. Um it's uh, and more people are now moving from the U.S. to Mexico than are moving from Mexico to the United States. Despite you Trump's mean legally,
0: lar- yeah, uh, I can't believe that people are moving to Mexico from where? Uh, I don't know, but I think a lot of them are, are joining Berwick. I I cannot Narcopolka. believe that more Amer- more people from the U.S. are going to Mexico than from Mexico to the
3: U.S. I'm- what is Berwick? Uh,
0: Berwick uh, Jeff Berwick is
2: the host of Anarcast, and he's. He's one of the uh personalities I enjoy and uh, he also puts on the anarcho um event event every year I don't know is it a convention
0: yeah it's a convention in February okay yeah okay. I've never been there the uh... and
3: it's in Mexico right
0: yeah right. okay it's an, it's an acapulco and uh the proposition is is that you will you will see more freedom by moving to Mexico than by staying in the United States and I think that that can work for some people I am, as a matter of fact, giving a speech at the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up not this weekend, but next, where I will be discussing exactly what is freedom, and once you determine what freedom means to you, how do you go about getting more of it? Because Hmm. it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are talking about, hey, freedom's one thing, and you can move Hmm. to one place to get it, and I don't believe that we live in that country. We don't live in that world where you can go one place and get more freedom than you can in other places. It's just not. It's just not possible today, yeah. to my mind. And some people, the I freedoms... Mean, you don't think it's freer here than California? Freer in New Hampshire than California? I wouldn't say that, but... Um, really? I wouldn't say that it's freer in... Uh, no, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that it's freer you in New Hampshire. You wouldn't say that you wouldn't say. Right. So it is freer in New Hampshire from a sort of aggregate standpoint. So I'm free to gay marry in New Hampshire, which, uh, you know, I guess you are in California, too. There's probably some things I can do in New Hampshire that I would choose not to do, right? I can, I can ride without a helmet. Mm-hmm. I can uh, not wear a seatbelt Neither of which I would choose to do So those freedoms are yeah. inconsequential to me They okay. are indicative Normal, of a government you can open carry a firearm Which is nope. obviously you're a, you're I'm a felon I'm a convicted felon, so New Hampshire's worse so Can
3: you do that in California?
0: Probably not I think you can open carry a long gun, or at least the Black Panthers did at one point. They may have, uh, well, I'm actually, okay. the funny piece of history there
2: is the Black Panthers did open carry. They picked up shotguns and started uh, defending their neighborhoods from, uh, from the police and from uh, other common criminals. And the, uh, and that was when Ronald Reagan decided that gun control was a great idea and signed a ban on open carry in California because he was the governor there. I see. So, so
0: he was kind of Trumpish in his opposition to uh, gun it. control. There you go. And that's often how it goes. Uh, that's, that's how these uh, freedoms go away. But I would say that if you want to smoke marijuana prob- or consume uh, cannabinoids, that California is uh, probably freer than, than New Hampshire. And what if it's more mm-hmm. important to you? See, to me, what's important to me,
2: it's not level, it's really direction in that I what I expect is that the other 49 states will get worse and worse and worse. And that New Hampshire actually uh, seems to be fighting a holding action where, you know... We, uh, we'll get Democrats in, and they'll pass some bo- bad stuff, and then
0: sometimes the Republicans come in and actually repeal it. Yep. So New Hampshire has gotten, as I understand the numbers, and I need to look at this a little harder, but as I understand mm-hmm. it, slightly less free in the amount of time we've been here for the Free State Project. And that's just a small amount. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, you know, that Compared is what that a is. Compared to a lot of states that have lost a lot of freedom. That's, that's, it's accurate uh, in, in your little um, scenario here. However... What I would ask you is this, is if uh, if the other states get less free and New Hampshire remains as free as it is, then um, p- presumably, uh, like a vacuum works, there will be more prosperity, longevity, uh, happiness, and every other positive thing going on in New Hampshire and not so much the surrounding states. Is that correct? Um, in general, that's what one would expect. Okay, yeah. great. That's what I would expect, too. And if that happens... Where will the people who want prosperity, happiness, longevity, and every other good thing uh, move? Um, Well, that depends. Are they planning on getting it at
2: their own expense or at somebody else's expense? Because New Hampshire has never historically had a particularly generous welfare state so if you want to partake of other people's uh, prosperity by force,
0: this is, Vermont is the better place to go. So middle class people that want to partake of this stuff, where will they move? Uh, I would expect them to be very comfortable in New Hampshire.
2: And I would expect people who want to be working but aren't working in a bad economy to do very well here because I would expect to have a good economy here.
0: And the all the positive all the positive uh, things that were made were largely done by legislature legislators that are liberty oriented legislators that got into the New Hampshire legislature, uh, because well mostly people didn't know who they were, but I would expect those people who moved here those middle class people that we were talking about to continue to vote the way they voted wherever they were, and to continue to get the results that they got wherever they were, and thus begin to chip away at any positive aspect that new hampshire has i'm talking about over the course of decades i'm not talking over the course of you know a year or two i just don't see any fundamental change in the state as in new hampshire and you i don't believe you can retrofit the state um i think that with things like the free state project there's a good chance we can the number's 855-450-3733 it's 855-450-FREE as in free talk live free talk live eight five five four five zero three seven three three it's eight fifty five four fifty free as in freedom it's mark with you the nobody formerly known as rich paul
4: and angie
0: You can call and talk about whatever you want. We've got a story here from The Independent that's talking about apparently uh, states or more states are considering legalizing prostitution, which uh, is kind of interesting. Not something I would have expected to see. But, well, there you go. It's happening. See, I really think there's going to be a sea change in
2: opinion on victimless crime Over the next decade, and I think that the legalization of marijuana and the failure of the sky to fall when that happens is going to be a catalyst to people rethinking a lot
0: of things. That is literally the first word in this article. Marijuana. I'm going to go on and read it here, but first I want to tell you about uh, freedomsphoenix.com. This is where I found this story. Freedom's Phoenix is a news aggregation site. It's liberty-oriented, and if you want the newest, freshest stories and perspective on current events. From those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. It's freedomsphoenix.com. From the Independent, marijuana has gone mainstream, casino gambling is everywhere, and sports wagering is spreading. Could prostitution be next? Lawmakers across the country are beginning to reconsider how to handle prostitution as calls for decriminalization are slowly gaining momentum. Decriminalization bills have been introduced in Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. A similar bill is expected to be introduced in the city council in Washington, D.C., in June and lawmakers in Rhode Island had held hearings in April on a proposal to study the impact of decriminalization decriminalizing prostitution New York maybe next so that's a lot of states I've just rattled off yeah. and yeah. when you start saying Washington DC New York City Boston Portsmouth you're talking about some population there uh, Portsmouth New Hampshire oh I meant Portland excuse me okay um, yeah, Portsmouth is not exactly the largest uh, place around. So, yeah, some Democratic lawmakers are about to propose a comprehensive decriminalization bill that would eliminate penalties for both women and men engaged in prostitution, as well as the Johns whom they serve. This is about the oldest profession and understanding that we haven't been able to deter or end it in uh, millennia, said Senator Jessica Ramos, one of the plan's uh, backers. So Jessica's right this isn 't going away just because you make it illegal, and it just nothing gives, does just gives people records, just makes their lives more dangerous. Mm. Rich. What are some of the reasons that somebody might choose to uh, advocate for prostitution, even if they 're not some kind of uh, uh, john well i
2: 'll tell you what first i 'll tell you from the position who of of somebody who has been a John in uh, in his life and that's me oh my um and i don't usually talk about my personal life on the radio but uh my wife died of cervical cancer in 2002 and i'm, I'm a very that. honest person and you know of course course you knew Um, uh, but the uh but after that happened i'm a very honest person i was not The kind of person who could just take a girl out to dinner, blow some smoke up her butt and take her home and put other things in there. Uh, But so it's it's like for me, it was either going to be celibacy or it was going to be a professional arrangement. And I found a professional arrangement very helpful because I don't open up a lot emotionally. And the one time that I do tend to open up is after sex. So that's, not, that's a very important release for me other than the simple physiological release. So for me, it was really a, a healing um, experience to be able to do that. Uh, In terms of people who don't use the services of prostitutes or don't want to be a prostitute. And I've also been that in that when I was a teenager, I was uh, I was on the selling end of the sex business for a while. Uh, Not regularly. You've got quite a story, Rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've done, well, you know, nobody knows the troubles I've seen.
0: Um, <laughs> so let me get Angie's take on this real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, please.
3: I think that it's a great idea. I think that if a man and a woman or two men, two women, whatever, want to have sex with each other, that they should be able to do it and not feel bad or be shamed. And if they want to pay each other, then that's even better.
0: Right. It's legal to work for money. It's legal to have sex. But apparently it's not legal to have sex for money. Exactly. And I can't understand why that is. And what we can see the results are is is that Mm -hmm. the sex trade, and that's what it is, uh, tends to go underground. It tends to drive up Mm costs. It tends to uh, make it, you know, just like bathtub gin back in the Prohibition times, Mm -hmm. it tends to make it more dangerous. Yep. Yes, very much. There's a demand in the marketplace for... Mm testing for prostitutes but it's hard to get enforcement of that in the current market if you see places like Amsterdam and Germany these places are uh, prostitutions legal not exactly cesspools of crime these places yeah. the United States could a- aspire to the criminal uh, um, you know levels the crime levels of Amsterdam and Germany mm-hmm. and they'd be in pretty good shape so you know to say it's a breeding ground for more crime, I don't really make any sense. Oh, well, the thing is,
2: any black market is a ble- breeding ground for crime. Okay, if you walk into a legal business, if I walked into a legal, say, massage parlor, and and they were legally advertising that they provided sexual services as well, then I would not expect to see people acting like criminals and if they were acting like criminals i would think something's wrong here what what's up with are these girls not wanting to be here why are these people acting like criminals any more than the people at my, at the grocery store right. who sell me my alcohol act like criminals. Or the people you know? at the pot store. But stores. the thing is, once you outlaw something, then everybody's acting like a criminal. Everybody's sketchy. Nobody can ask questions. Nobody can answer questions. And you don't find out what's really going on. And you keep your mouth shut and you do what you're told. And hopefully you get what you were looking for. So it that's what creates the environment
0: for crime now, exploitation. I would, I would say this. I don't think that there's going to be a lot more recreational drug use when you legalize uh, drugs, especially the harder ones. I'm not going to go out and try heroin simply because it's legal. None for me. Thanks. Right. Maybe, you know, if if marijuana became legal in uh, New Hampshire, all right, maybe you could convince me to take a little puff or something. But, you know, I don't I, I don't think it's going to substantially change drug use. I do think it would substantially change society if prostitution were legalized. And this is because Absolutely. this is a, I think an activity that everybody uses. Yep.
2: I think it would substantially reduce drug use, especially use of the hard drugs to legalize it. I think you would see prostitution? A lot, I no, if you were to legalize
0: uh drug use, I think you'd see a lot less use well, of drugs. Well I'll have drugs. you defend that here in I, just I, one moment. 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free,
5: as in free to talk live. Excuse me, free talk live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet.
0: Free Talk Live, you are free to call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about we 've been talking about vices here on Free Talk Live, specifically the illegality of vices it 's Mark with you, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul and Angie I want to tell you about one of my vices that 's not so vicey. My magic mud. My magic mud is a black tooth powder that 's made of charcoalized coconut shells. And um, husks or whatever, bentonite and bentonite clay, and it's clinically proven to whiten teeth. And I can verify that if you use it four days in a row, you will see your teeth whiten visibly after every using, after every use, and then use it every three or four days, maybe up to a week every um, every week, and. It will keep your teeth, in my opinion, cleaner than just sort of using regular toothpaste. I can feel the difference when I use it. I know the difference uh, between uh, My Magic using it and not using it. I've been using it for many years now, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'll go so far as to say if you listen to nothing else I say on the air here on Free Talk Live, listen to my advice here when it comes to My Magic Mud and get yourself some. You can get my magic mud at most health food stores or sprouts or CVS or Natural Grocers and Walmart. It's natural beauty aisle. Um, I guess Walmart has a natural beauty aisle in some Walmarts and doesn't have it in others, so your mileage may vary on that particular one, but their CVS is probably very close to you. You can get twenty but you can get twenty percent off with coupon code FTL20 at mymagicmud.com. So yes, you can get it while you're out. But you could save 20% by going to MyMagicMud.com and using coupon code FTL20. I love it. I will never be without it because this product is so just so good. It makes my life so much better. I'm really concerned with oral health, and you should be too. I mean, if you like to kiss people, oral health's a good thing. MyMagicMud.com FTL20. So, Rich, just before we uh, went out there um, in the last segment... You had uh, made the claim that you believed legalizing drugs, especially hard drugs, would cause a decrease in their use in society. Uh, Yeah, I believe that's true. And there's a
2: number of uh, a collection of reasons for that. One of them is the whole understanding of addiction, which we have in this society, is a falsehood. That was brainwashed into us by decades of government propaganda, telling you exactly what they needed you to believe about drugs so that ah, they conspiracy could expand theory. their own. Well, I mean, if you think it's far fetched that governments conspire to expand your own power, their um, own power,
0: I'd, I, I'd, I would have to say, wake up, sir. <laughs> um, I would agree with you that governments. Do conspire to expand their own power. I tend to think of them as incompetent, but um, you know, now and then they have golden moments. So tell me how this theory works. So well, let's see. They they paid.
2: in in terms of the brainwashing, well, how, I mean, not only was there dare in the schools, they paid uh, prime time shows to right. include anti drug propaganda in their storylines, concealed and un. Uh, and unacknowledged okay they they did exactly everything that the Russians would do if they were trying to uh, to outlaw our, our uh, or trying to
0: interfere in our elections they so engaged how is that in
2: every kind of
0: um so how does that affect the propaganda. my understanding of what a um, an addict is, and how is it different from what your understanding is?
2: Okay, well, the the test that they tell you about uh, and that they use to justify the beginning of the war on drugs was a test where they took rats and they put them in cages and they gave them two bottles of water, and one bottle would have pure water and the other bottle would have either cocaine or heroin in the water. And invariably... The rats would use the cocaine or heroin, uh, then they would use it obsessively, and then they would die of an overdose and that happened to like every single rat, so they said, "Oh my God, this stuff is deadly." Well, what they don't tell you about is an is a uh, experiment they did about two years after that where a guy said, "You know that's not really a good test of." Rat behavior, because that's not a normal situation for rats to be in. So he built a big cage that he called Rat Park. Okay? And he put a bunch of rat toys in it, and he put, like, 200 rats in there, the same number they had used for the original study. But they had other rats, so that, you know, they could have rat sex, they could, you know, play rat games, they could play with the rat toys, eat the rat food, and they had a good old rat time. It's like downtown. Very few of these rats abused the drugs, and none of them OD'd. Okay so the question is what is the problem and the theory that i come from that come to from that is that the anti drug is connection Okay, the drug, and and I'm talking about abusive use of drugs. I'm talking about using heroin. I'm talking about obsessive use of cocaine. These are things that you do when you want to escape reality. So the problem isn't the symptom of the drug you're taking to escape reality. The problem, the question is, what's wrong with your internal world that you can't live there? Okay, and when that question is answered, and when there's sufficient human contact, the addiction will fall away. And I've, I've tested this somewhat.
0: Well, there, uh, there have been tests, and I, th- I tend to agree with everything you say. So uh, they've taken addicts, crack addicts in particular, and they tossed them into a clinical environment, and they gave them choices. Hey, um, you know, first it was like, hey... Do you want a uh, you know a piece of crack or do you want uh, you know some money? Mm-hmm. And the higher the money, the less they wanted the crack. Yeah, and in many cases, they um, either they would give them the immediate reward or they would give them a reward afterwards and th- things like this. And the more immediate and the larger the reward, the less likely they were mm-hmm. to do whatever the behavior was. And what, what they concluded because from subconsciously this,
2: subconsciously they had some serotonin going. They had coming not the same level as they would have gotten from the crack. But they had something, some kind
0: of success feeling, which is what crack gives you coming. And what they concluded from this is that basically hope is a more addictive drug than crack. Exactly. And people don't have hope. So
2: take that theory and then consider what they do to people when they catch them using drugs. And the most tragic thing is the guy who gets popped for selling weed... And ends up going to prison and coming out a heroin addict. And that happens a lot because there's not a lot to do in prison. Prison is the first experiment. That's the 1972 experiment. It destroys your families. It destroys every connection that you have to reality. And, and I've, I've been through this and you know, I, uh, I, I didn't have many connections out here, but those that I had, I mostly lost through one year um in jail so that's one thing is not putting uh people in prison as much would
0: have a lot less drug use. uh would lead to less drug use um well, i i can say i spent a little time in the pokey myself and they didn't have any of the, the harder drugs there that i noticed really but, um that doesn't you know that's it, different places and different things mm-hmm. but i would say that they still rob you of the hope so if you get a guy who gets a a marijuana sales conviction Mm -hmm. and he is you know thrown in jail for a brief amount of time or whatever but then can't get a loan to go to college or a uh, grant to go to college like everybody else can he says Citibank
2: will never again hire me to program a computer
0: (laughs) some dark web market might but other than that i'm washing dishes yeah and that's uh, that's kind of how these things go is is that for some reason a drug conviction basically means to the world that you know you're no good and i disagree. because that is exactly
2: what was taught that was beaten into their heads by the government propaganda campaign i mentioned earlier
0: the number is 855-450-3733 it's 855-453 as in Free Talk Live, and you can use our Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. Check those out. You'll sound great. Discord.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Uh, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul.
4: And Angie.
0: I want to tell you about American Financing. American Financing is a family owned mortgage banker, and they've been helping people for twenty years now. They're A plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they've got more than thirty two hundred Google reviews. They never charge upfront fees like some lenders do. They charge up like And they offer every kind of loan in the industry. What I didn't know is that they have these things called digital mortgages. I had no idea that you could like do the whole mortgage process basically online. I'm not surprised, but I I guess I just never considered it. It's it's, always when I've done these things, I've had to talk to some you know, banker or another. But they can, you can do the complete mortgage process um, on your schedule anytime, anywhere. Apply online and get your pre qualification letter instantly. You can start shopping tomorrow for your home. Uh, it's American Financing. You can find them at Americanfinancing.net. I have to give their MNLS number. That's 182334. And you can go to org. Now, their telephone number if you want to reach them that way. And, you know, you can do it the old-fashioned way. They're happy to do that. It's 888-804-0303. 888-804-0303. americanfinancing.net. And what I like about americanfinancing.net, what I think it makes sets them apart and really makes them uh, uh, a better choice is that their mortgage bankers are not commissioned. So they're not selling you the product that you uh, that they want to sell you. They're selling the product that you need, much more likely to. Americanfinancing.net, 888-804-0303, Americanfinancing.net. We've got a couple of calls on, and let's take them. Let's go to Tom calling in from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
1: Good evening. The 4th of July is coming up, and the uh, issue there is, uh, you know, with the garden hose, of course, it sits out there in the hot sun, and so you got to be careful and let it run for a little bit before you playfully spray each other with the water from the garden hose. But the 4th of July is also the day when a lot of people uh, become classified as United States citizens. They get sworn ah. in. And what that means is, first of all, uh, I think that they should be invited to march in the 4th of July parade. My wife got sworn in in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, a couple of years ago, and they don't have a Fourth of July parade. But around the country, you know, imagine all of these people uh, seeing all of these uh, new citizens. You know, they got different attitudes about immigration, but then they see the best possible immigrants. They're obviously legal. They're very proud. They're well-dressed. And uh, so uh, the other thing... I think that's a great
0: idea, Tom. I think it's a the fantastic idea, is, is every town out, in America—hold on, Tom, let me finish my, my little spiel here. Every town in America, I think, should adopt what it is that you're saying, is get those people who have just ta- just been sworn in, have uh, taken all the risks and done all the stuff, and become American citizens and let them right march in the parade. I think that's a wonderful idea. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, okay, because I, I didn't know if you were about to, to cut me off. I just want to beg
0: for that a could always happen. more
1: seconds. And that is that uh, over in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where they swear them in here in New Hampshire— uh you see that's a great place for political activists to go and get these people who are about to go and register to vote for the next the day uh you know get reach them because uh they a lot of them didn't know that there were any other parties besides the Democrat and the republican they didn't know that there was anybody uh besides the Democrat and the Republican running for president and stuff like that and this is a perfect opportunity for outreach with libertarian ideas and uh, it, these people uh would be Uh, You know, it's a great uh, place for other candidates uh, to go out and greet the voters. Because, you know, when I was there, uh, like I say, uh, U.S. Senator Gene Shaheen was there uh, to go and, you know, just make a speech uh, about how wonderful it is to have citizenship when there's no, of course, there's no such thing as citizenship. You know, you can't put it on a scale. There's no point. There is no such thing as citizenship. It's not like some bureaucracy. It's a
2: legal classification. It's a legal class. Yeah, I mean if it was ordinary crimes, we'd say victims. Right. But you know, they like to say citizens.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. And, you know, I As far as the two parties go, I am unsurprised that uh, people who are newly U.S. citizens don't even know that there's Libertarians and Greens and other uh, political parties out there. Well, the mainstream media certainly isn't going to tell them. No, they're certainly not. And I I appreciate, while I appreciate the Libertarians uh, taking their time out to give me somebody to vote for who's less distasteful Mm -hmm. than the Republicans and the Democrats, I often wonder if there's, at this point, the 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 difficulties in getting your candidate in from as a third party are so high and the difficulties of getting people to know about them are so high as if it will ever change. I mean there's just so much momentum and paperwork behind the other two parties I I I, I, I think it's almost well, hopeless.
2: Nobody has a solution to that. What's that? And that's no the nobody everywhere campaign and you know as as you're obviously aware i'm i i'm going to be running for uh, mayor of keene governor of new hampshire and vice president of the united states but first i'm <laughs> going to legally change my name to nobody okay um and i'm gonna get you arrested at one point at, at, in this well uh, they would have arrested me if i'd showed up to to do anything else either that's it's true. J- just put you know it put me within the clutches of the state and I, I kind of had an idea that was going to happen because you know they had made appearances other places looking for me so ah. it's not like i didn't know i was hot surprise um, i thought they were going to get it's me coming party. out of court but uh but nope they not got so me much. going in uh, so
0: your plan is to but anyway
2: so the other thing i'm going to do is to encourage other people to change their name to nobody and to get themselves on any ballot anywhere under any party any way that they can and when they go to the voting booth to vote for all the people named nobody and that's a virtual political party that can cut across the rigged crap system that they've given us because all of a sudden their control of the party doesn't mean anything, because in nearly all, in areas that are not swing, you're going to have a large part, party apparatus on the side that always wins, and you're going to have no party apparatus on the other side. That's how keen New Hampshire is. So here it would be very easy for a bunch of nobodies to just come in and take over the Republican Party, okay? But in other places, the Republicans always win, and it would be easy for a bunch of
0: Nobody's to come in and take over the Democratic Party. So that much is true, is, is that there are places in the country where Democrats or Republicans are basically uh, a minor party. Uh, we had a co host here at one point, Daryl W. Perry, and he didn't like the term third party because it's not really accurate. All right, is, is, uh, the libertarian party a third party or is the green party because they can't both be third are they tying uh, yeah. for last here? yeah so. well the libertarian party is is third by every standard that counts which numbers uh they've got me i think that the green party <laughs> un- with ralph nader got uh, more votes in 2000 than the libertarians have ever gotten
3: so there are four parties huh. there are just four parties
0: uh,
2: there are more parties than that. Many more. Uh, there's. I'm. I'm actually very curious because I think one of the things that holds the Libertarian Party back is the name, and the resulting. I'm not a real. You're not a real Libertarian. No, you're not a real Libertarian. Arguments where you know we get a candidate like Gary Johnson who could have done much better if the base had just said, "Okay, he's not perfect, but." But we're gonna get behind him because he's he's what we've got. So I'm I'm actually tempted as nobody to try to take over the uh
0: the pirate party. There's a possibility. Angie, another thing about uh, the, the political parties you, you'd asked if there were only four. There are basically four that are able to get on enough ballots to statistically win. Okay. So there are other parties and other candidates run and they're basically um uh, what you call issue candidates where they're like you know i want prohibition to come back there okay. is a prohibitionist party um and, and a variety of reasons but the greens the libertarians the republicans and the democrats are generally the only ones that have enough states with enough electoral votes to actually win an election so no, i've the never all,
3: heard of the greens
0: yeah they're uh, basically we call them watermelons they're green on the outside and red on the inside uh, so they everybody's red right on the inside, and well, yes, I'm, I'm talking about the, the facts. The, yeah, the commies um, is basically the idea. They're more, uh, you know, they're they're mad that the the Democrats aren't uh, socialist enough, okay, and so their policies tend to uh, focus on that, and then more environmental issues. Their opinion is is that the Democrats are too um, sort of middle of the road, and that they, um, you know, they're not looking out for the little guy. And I can see those arguments. The number is eight five five. it's 855-450-FREE, that's in Free Talk Live.
6: Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, Law. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise.
5: Free Talk Live.
0: That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark Edge with you. I'm the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul.
4: And Angie.
0: And you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We we take phone calls and we talk about stuff. I've got uh, stories for you. We'll uh, take Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, so
7: the did you know that we have 14 states now who only sell cigarettes? 21
0: years old or older. I didn't know that. Is it successful? Well, it's just they just passed it
7: because I think last month, like 30 days ago. What
2: do you mean they like just tax it?
0: Days? What does that mean? Uh, she said they just passed it. Oh, just passed, passed it, it. I, I think. think. <laughs> Excuse me, because I didn't. I didn't understand. So they just passed it. So um, we're to see whether or not this works, and does it? De- does it criminalize? people under the age of 21 possessing cigarettes or simply buying cigarettes? Because that's a lot easier to p- uh, and criminalize does it
2: criminalize anyone, or is it a civil penalty? Because there no, is no, the something between legal could, and criminal.
0: Go ahead, Sarah. Well, the
7: only thing they could, is, the only thing they could enforce is uh, when you buy it, because okay. they're going to require an ID, a photo ID at that time. So whether you possess it later on, you know, what can they do? You
0: know? Well, there are places. I can tell you Keene, New Hampshire recently passed a law that uh, said that no one under the age of 21 can possess tobacco, which means that if a police officer suspects somebody might be under the age of 21, I guess they'll have to produce ID to be able to pr- prove that they are mm-hmm. over the age of 21 or something. I'm not entirely sure. but um, And in practice, what this is going to be
2: is one of those gotcha laws. Where they almost never enforce it, but if you irritate them and then you pull out a cigarette, oh, we're gonna we're gonna attack on a thing for smoking too. We're gonna hit you for a hundred bucks because you're smoking. But you know, that's it, what I expect.
0: But they're to gonna do fun. is they're gonna go after hardworking businesses. They're gonna send people in that are twenty years old and look like they're thirty, and if you sell them cigarettes without IDing them, they're going to uh, fine the worker and fine the business. So yes. what this is is a hidden tax on businesses that sell cigarettes. Wouldn't you agree, Sarah?
7: Well, you, you know, I uh, the thing is, I like this new law because there's Why? smokers. I like this law because you know they act like they're uh, I'm only hurting myself, but they're they're always standing in doorways. They're always standing at the bus stop. There's more people smoking and bothering me.
0: Yeah, it irritates me when I have to smell cigarette smoke, too. But when you're outside, it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, step a little farther away from them or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I don't like to smell cigarette smoke either. But most of the time when smokers smoke, they're not smoking next to you. They're smoking... Um, in their own homes or whatever, or their cars. And yes, they are bothering themselves.
2: And I'll tell you what, if, if, uh, busy did not outlaw smoking indoors, then we wouldn't be standing on the street smoking, would we? You know, we'd be smoking in bars that allowed smoking and other people would be happily not smoking in bars that didn't allow smoking and everybody would have a place to be and nobody would be standing out on the street.
3: Yeah, but if you were allowed to smoke in certain places, then people like myself or when I had my children wouldn't go into those places, even if I could, because I wouldn't want to smoke your cigarette, too.
2: Right. Which is absolutely fine. And that's how free markets work. I mean, if you have 20 percent of your population smoking, then roughly 20 percent of the seating capacity of your local restaurants, one would expect, would be would be smoking now. So. Well, Rich, in, a, before, in a free society, that would generally not mean smoking in non-smoking sections. I think it would mean smoking
0: in non-smoking restaurants. I think that's the truth, too. So, um, you know, before smoking was outlawed in New Hampshire, Applebee's had a yeah. no-smoking policy. You could not smoke, even though yeah. it was legal for them to have smoking in their restaurant. They chose okay. not to. And it was a bar. They have a mm-hmm. bar there uh, that, that people congregate around. And mm-hmm. so it's a bar that doesn't have smoke. But However—
2: in, But more restaurants allowed smoking in part of their Surface area because restaurants were limited to a 40% smoking area. 60% of the restaurant had to be non smoking. So you couldn't just have one place and put all the smokers there. You had to spread the smokers across all the restaurants in town, and then nobody can get a decent meal without smelling smoke. Sarah, thanks for the call. I. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: don't worry. She's
2: one of she's our mo- most prolific. You get more airtime than I do, baby. Don't <laughs> she <whine>. does. The <laughs> so
0: now I think that um, I I am so happy that I don't have to smell smoke when I go into businesses. I'm so happy about it that that I've even stopped being happy about it because I didn't yeah. even think about it anymore. I just live in a world where well, you don't see, see, deal right. with smoke in businesses. However, I think that. As a bar owner, somebody should be able to choose whether or not they want people to be able to smoke in their bar or not. That's their business, not mine. I may choose to go to a bar where they don't have smoking, and I may choose to just rough it because I like that bar enough anyway. And there are bars that I will put up with smoking in to go to that particular bar because that's what I want to do. And
2: I will sometimes go to a non-smoking establishment because that's what my friends want to do. Or I actually don't smoke anymore. I pretty much just vape. I'll smoke right. a cigarette or two a day now.
0: And the laws um, that they have gone, the way they've gone after people who use vaporizers as though they're smoking, that's the, the biggest public health hazard as far as tobacco mm-hmm. use goes are politicians. There's Absolutely. this technology that is very likely... Mm-hmm. Highly likely not as dangerous as the epidemic that is I would tobacco say smoke. certainly not as
2: likely because one thing that you find and they're not sure why, but when you inhale smoke, you're inhaling a certain amount of radioactivity. OK, oh, it's natural and it's um, in the
0: sun, so it, it gets radioactivity yeah. Sure, from
2: from uh, from any combustion. So you don't get that when you're vaporizing something and inhaling it as opposed to now, combusting how long
3: it. have vapes been around? Like actually people have been using them.
2: Vapes are just now coming into the place where they're usable. They've been trying for maybe 10, 15 years, but they came up with inefficient solutions um they tried to make them look like cigarettes and that really limited them at first
3: so the first i don't know 10 years that cigarettes were around what did they have to compare their data to they didn't they couldn't tell you Mm. that they were so bad they were giving them to kids and we had fake cigarettes and they were on cereal boxes and everything like that Mm. so how do we know in 10 years that we're not going to be like oh wow Vaping is really bad for you. Well,
2: we, we don't. don't know. What we do know is that it's almost certainly not
0: worse than smoking. Well, we have the anecdotal evidence uh, from uh, smokers. So, Rich, you quit smoking when? Are you still smoking any uh, cigarettes? Or I'll smoke a cigarette or two a day. Okay.
2: And other than that, I do nothing but vape. And before that, you smoked? Uh, before that, I smoked probably a pack a day. And... How Has your health changed at all, in your opinion? I had a a persistent uh, hacking cough for literally years when I was smoking. And when I switched to vaping, it stopped. I still have a little bit of phlegm in the back of my throat. And I will, in fairness, say that little bit of phlegm went away after I spent 48 hours in jail, so, and had no. Uh, so I'm not going to say this is
0: harmless. Oh, I'm I wouldn't say that say either. It's less harm. Full. Right. Humans didn't come from a glycerin based environment, so you know the right in inhalation of glycerin is probably suboptimal. The thing you should in- in- have go to the top of a bl- mountain and enjoy fresh yeah. air every day all day. Yeah. But But the thing is <laughs> glycerin is also a chemical that's used
2: in every uh lab in America. Every chemist in America is exposed to glycerin all the time. They use it to lubricate glass stoppers, all sorts of things. So the thing is it's a well understood Chemical, chemical that because it was used by scientists if it were causing them problems they would have noticed and done something about it right either. i mean
0: if i would say that if you, what you from what i understand the, the pig on your porch it's pre- preferable to not smoke but it's also Absolutely. preferable not to inhale anything into your lungs if you can do yeah. both then do both but if yeah. you can do one do one that's all i can say um, yeah. from what People i can have, tell People have asked me and said oh yeah
2: I want to get a vape what kind should I get and I'd be like well what do you smoke and if they say I don't smoke I'll be
0: like you're an idiot don't yeah, get a vape indeed. you have no reason to do that <laughs> right Here here free talk live 855 450 3733 It's free talk live you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. is been the yawning nobody formerly known as Rich Paul? Well, I'm sorry I'm keeping you up here, Rich. And Angie. Well, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> That's
2: true. <laughs> we appreciate you
0: coming. You are sitting in for... Uh, I'm
2: not complaining. I just, I got up at about... Actually, I was up all night because I uh, bought a car
0: this morning. So. Oh, my nobody rides again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you sitting in. Jay, our normal Wednesday night host, is, well, he's dealing with... I wouldn't the- call him normal. <laughs> okay.
4: Regular? <laughs> regular.
0: He's- I hope he's regular. Okay. If you're going to be happy, you got to be regular. <laughs> That's the truth. That's
4: important. Five prunes
0: a day, it'll change your life, people. <laughs> so he has- Five prunes a day would kill me. Oh now, my God. You-, you work your way into it. Start with one prune a day. Do that for, you know, a few days till things normalize. Then do two prunes a day, which is a doubling of prunes. And You're, then,
2: uh, you're just assuming that you're, you're, you're
0: prescribing without hearing the symptoms. Ain't got it's, none. It's food. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you don't think you have them. When you have some prunes, you will suddenly realize, huh, I had some symptoms. That's what I'm saying. Life, okay. Trust me, life is better.
2: Anything else, Angie? Give us any other
0: subject. (laughs) (laughs) I have another subject. We had briefly, uh, in the last hour, started an article that apparently was read last night on Free Talk Live. Ian rushes into the studio and says, well, actually, I have the note right here. Uh, covered this for two hours last night. And it was an article on several states uh, legalizing prostitution and some of the reasons why they would do so. And I thought it was uh, fascinating. But there's another article that I was intending to sort of follow up with that I'm going right to as a result. Mexico City to decriminalize sex work to combat human trafficking. This is one of the... This is one of the ones that uh, really, uh, you know, one of the reasons that's so important about, uh, you know, uh, prostitution is is the human trafficking aspect of it. Yes. They, the people um, are, you know, <laughs> people want sex work. And thus, when you drive it underground, fewer people will participate in it. And so they have to get their sex workers from somewhere. And the easiest thing to do is to kidnap young girls and ply them into the trade. Now that's not that's to say that's
2: actually an incredibly hard thing to do. I'm
0: I I'm, I'm sure it's not easy but it's done.
2: It does happen from, yeah. from time to time but it is very much the, the
0: threat of this
2: is very much overblown from the government.
0: I have no idea how many young ladies uh, what the percentage of them right uh, in the business are there against their will. Oh, and the ones that are there trying to earn some money, I doubt very many of them are there just because they like to have a whole, multiple sex partners and be exposed to communicable diseases, right? So-
2: oh, well, you'd you'd be surprised. I mean, if you, happen to Surprise me, be, if you happen to be a sex addict, what better sublimation is there than to get paid for it? Yeah, but th-
3: how many women are truly sex addicts that are going to say, this is a job for me?
2: Fewer of them than the uh, human traffic yeah. would be my guess. Oh, well... Okay, that's a false choice because there's a (laughs) lot of space between human trafficking and in it just for the lunch. No, I I think and and the thing is, it 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 doesn't. I would imagine that if that's the the reason a girl is is doing it, then she's going to do it enough, and then
0: that's how much she's going to. It would certainly add to the skill set. I think that's just the uh, the imagination of uh, of horny men, personally. But I. I've done lots of jobs and very few of them what I do for no money. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I view sex work is, is that they're therapists of sorts. And, yeah. yeah, there are those that are, are, are conscribed into it. And I imagine that that problem is bigger in Mexico City than it is in U.S. Well, I mean, I've had more sex for free
2: than I've made sandwiches for free.
0: So. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, <laughs> Coming from activistpost.com on Friday. And I maker- worked for Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Well, that's that drove up your paid sandwich number. On (laughs) Friday, lawmakers in Mexico City gave the green light to decriminalizing sex work in the capital city. That's Mexico City. Officials are hopeful the change will help curb a sex trafficking epidemic to which thousands of Mexican women and children have become victim. The U.N. estimated that there were like a quarter million sex workers in Mexico in 2016 alone. And that's when it's illegal. Lawmakers voted... 38 to 0 in favor of the bill that would remove the uh, one line from uh, a civic culture law indicating that sex workers and their clients can be fined or arrested if neighbors come file a complaint. Eight members of Congress obtained, uh, abstain from the vote. While sex work is legal in Mexico, each of the uh, count country's 31 different states have different and occasionally unclear laws and policies. Unfortunately, the disconnect and regulation leaves a space for exploitation and trafficking. And, you know, living in Florida for some time, those who haven't been to Florida, perhaps you haven't seen this stuff and but they have these things like massage parlors they call massage parlors now there are places you can go and get a massage and you're just getting a massage and nobody wants to be talked about you know we'll talk about sex work but there are other places where you can go and you could really tell the difference between these places where you go and if you got a real massage you'd be surprised and you'd feel a little cheated there's also well okay lingerie modeling used
2: to be one too yeah see I, i was living in florida when my wife died um and what I can tell you is that you don't necessarily get a bad massage where you get a happy ending. I, th- I think that's a myth. As a matter of fact, some of the best massages that I've gotten have, have come with happy endings because it's not. I mean, it's just kind of the done thing in actual Asia. So if if they're doing that in a lot of cases, they've been they've been doing that at home. They just that's just how they learned the trade, and because everybody does it there, it doesn't relieve you of the need to, to
0: deliver a good massage. Um, <laughs> right. All well, the competition goes up at that point. Exactly. But what I'm saying is is that there exists in the United States this sort of nether world of. Mm-hmm. Legality and illegality. I don't know. I've really only lived two places: New Hampshire and Florida. I have never seen anything that looked like one of these uh, massage parlors or intimate shower salons or. <laughs> but there are
3: that do that. You just have to mm. find them.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I mean, they. I'm sure yeah. there are. I wouldn't doubt it. And there's you know the backpage.com There's all kinds of ways to get a hold well, of. Backpage is gone, but there's one backpage O
2: n e b a c k p a g e uh and they are now i know a lot of the manchester girls are using that um there's nobody in
0: Keene using it as far as i can tell so um, i mean obviously these things exist i'm just they're not out in the open as far as i can tell um, right. because i'm not looking for them yeah and i'm all i'm saying is is that we have we have a you know, prostitution is quasi legal in the united states you act like it's not, but well, it is. I mean, and, people act like it's not, but it's it. But and it is. Before Backpage
2: went away, I mean, I got to, I had two roommates when I was in Manchester who were prostitutes, and the reason was you have lived quite a life. Well, the the reason that I was doing that is because this is a form of outreach that I want to do. Is a I think prostitution is a positive good, uh, for both buyer and seller. It can be, and so I would like to have uh, something called the Order of Inara in my church, which is temple prostitutes, basically. But I need to find out what hurts these girls and make those things not happen. Free Talk Live.
0: pre-talk live call in talk about whatever's on your mind Unless apparently it's prostitution, in which case they covered all those stories yesterday on Free Talk Live. Like every single one of them. Ian comes back in the studio and tells me, we know that story too. Uh, I'm obviously, we're going to have to change the way we do things around here. This is the first time it's ever happened that we kind of crossed up wires. But it's so funny that we ended up on two stories crossed up this way. Mm. It's Mark with you. The nobody formerly known as Rich
4: Paul. And
0: Angie. 855-450-3733. I guess I'm just going to leave all the comments uh, about prostitution being legalized in Mexico City to yesterday. And move on to something that's completely unrelated to prostitution. And, you know, leave it at that. From CNN. A Catholic high school tells girls to cover up at prom or get a modesty poncho. So wow. there you go. Yeah. Now I want first I want to tell you about local Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to show up uh, for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy, local.bitcoin.com. Get started trading Bitcoin cash at local.bitcoin.com. I think uh, they've got this blind escrow technology, which is awesome. Um, but uh, you know, Hey, it's, it's great. And I think it's going to be, it's, it's a needed improvement over what has existed up to this point and could be the thing that jumpstarts adoption all over. It's local.bitcoin.com. All right. From CNN, Kama Hassan, reports uh, karma excuse me it's spelled differently than i would have expected karma hassan reports sparkly evening dresses corsages and modesty ponchos that was a catholic high school solution for girls who didn't follow its prom dress code it swiftly backtracked tuesday after it came under a firestorm of criticism for what students oh called they've kicked the habit yeah uh, a misogynistic policy i'm not sure that I see misogyny here necessarily, but fine, um, you know, we can have our opinions as to what the I, reasons I are. I think they hate all humans because, <laughs> you know, you got to hate hate both genders if you're
2: going to hate sex.
0: But I will say that I was excited by the um, the amount of cleavage that was shown at my proms that I went to. I thought that was great. The girls sought an opportunity and they took it. So good for them.
2: Oh, I- I mean, when I was a teenager, I could get look at linoleum and get excited. Indeed. I mean, to quote <laughs> Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: <laughs> Until now, the ponchos were on display at the entrance of Divine Child High School, a private school in Dearborn, Michigan. The ponchos came in both long and short styles and were meant to cover up a variety of necklines. And... Ooh, naughty. She's wearing the short smock. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, she'd
0: wear the short smock if she had a long dress and the long smock if she had a short dress. So it's a layered effect? Is well, that what they're going for? <laughs> <if she's... laughs> it's funny. It's funny. If she's, I suppose that you could wear both if it was uh, the problem was both. But if the problem was how short the hemline was, meaning she showed too much leg, and I'm not sure. Th- isn't it really the her line that they're worried about? <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, I'm not sure what the Divine Child High School's policy is as to how much uh, thigh is unacceptable. Maybe it's knee. I don't know. But they have a, they have a smock for that problem. <laughs> and i suspect that there's Put my date in a smock i'm gonna smock you <laughs> <laughs> there is an amount of uh of of uh neckline that is going to make you know disturb just about any uh school principal so you know there you go. that's well, why my- you
2: don't invite them to the party <laughs> Most prom
3: dresses are sold that way you can't get away with you can't go buy one that doesn't show something
2: oh well H- it's American Amish Palm Dress. <laughs> you know, I, who, does, I, I don't think there's, there's anything my, wrong with I showing something. I think in places where people want to do that, I think that's probably... I mean, if you go to the Bible Belt, you can probably find, you know... Do they even go to the Bible I don't know.
0: I there's think probably they, they something... Pro-
2: the, that's where they put the rulers in between to make sure
0: there's enough space between you when you're dancing. I would Probably... Look, I, I think that uh, if if I'm not the one to determine what is tasteful, and I'm certainly not the one to determine what is legal. So, uh, there you go. And the funny thing is, we
2: laugh, but we've got people sticking rulers between us to make sure no, no money is changing hands, don't we? I don't
0: entirely understand. Are we talking about the prostitution a,
2: it, the, the ruler becomes a metaphor, but yes, we're talking about uh, prostitution.
0: Students. A metaphor is like a simile. With both boys and girls acted with incredulity the way they talked about it before is if you show up in a dress not in line with what they say you'll have to put on this poncho uh, said uh, this senior here uh i don't even i'm not even trying at these names anymore um the senior intends to boycott the dance this whole situation the fact that it's arisen is laughable uh Ooh. this i guess is a male uh Madi is his name anyway the issues underlying the policy are anything, uh, are anything but, he said. There's an idea that men have the right to impose their will, good or bad, modest or immodest on women. I don't really get that. I don't get that
2: either. Old people think they have the right to impose their will on young people. There ain't no young men going to their, going to their prom and wishing they could see less skin. I'm sure that there's an <laughs> outfit
0: that, uh, that a, a young man could wear to this that would be unacceptable.
2: Well, no, what I'm saying yes, is I know. it's not men who don't want to see skin. Old ladies are a lot more offended by young female skin than, than young men
0: are. I don't know <laughs> who's responsible for it, but I suspect it is not a group of men uh, sitting in the back of a uh, divine child Catholic school and saying, boy, we got to make sure that the young ladies don't show some skin. I, it just doesn't even sound right to me. Mm. But nonetheless, um, I also don't think that this policy— necessarily would only be based on women. There's probably some young man that would put on something that would be offensive enough. They certainly tried when I went to school. Mm. Um, there's always some joker <laughs> that's doing something. That was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> students say some girls um, say some girls returned their dresses and went back to look for new ones. Others said they would leave the event if they were forced to wear a modesty poncho. CNN has reached out to the other students and is waiting to hear back. So there was a rev- See I just want to rent a hall across the street and have a party there and be like, yeah, y- y'all can come over here
4: you and can have wear a what
2: good time want. if yeah. you want to. You have a good time. You just graduated high school. That's big. That means you don't have to let them tell you what to do anymore. <laughs>
0: and that's basically what they did when I was a kid is, is they'd rent out hotel rooms and they'd have parties in the hotel rooms after the prom. So yeah. party back at, you know, ex hotel and well that irritates hotels which is why the rave movement was born
2: so instead you could do that in a warehouse with yeah. 500 of your closest friends uh,
0: in, indeed we we <laughs> did learn uh, over time that the hotels would just call the police and the police would come take care of the issue i never had a hotel party busted how, how is that
2: uh, guile i, I mean <laughs> i would think are you not playing music um, I'm not playing. I'm I'm actually for for as for as much weird as I carry around. I'm actually really good at fitting
0: in when I do when I want to. I'm still trying to figure out how that would have anything to do with having the cops called on you in a hotel party. Because I mean, either um, you have a party, um, well, and the cops I guess are called, you don't, I, not having a party.
2: Whatever it is that I'm going to do, I'm going to be at the sort of hotel where the sort of thing that I'm going to do isn't going to bother the other guests. And if you don't
0: bother the other guests, you don't bother the management. Yeah. Well, that much is true. (laughs) I uh, would think that if you just invite them to the party, perhaps they would want to come. Well,
2: exactly. But you have to be at the kind of hotel where the people want to come to your kind of
0: party. I suspect you're right on that. So anyway, (laughs) if you've got any thoughts on these modesty ponchos being handed out by a Catholic or were being handed out by a Catholic school, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 855-450-3733. I'm going to read to you the the little signage that's on the modesty poncho here. Just sort of threatening like a scarecrow for the young ladies. The number is 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Free talk live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul
4: and Angie.
0: We're talking about this uh, this this policy that this Catholic school had, and I don't think they're probably the only one that had something similar, but they really trotted it out. It's uh, what we're calling the modesty poncho. I'll tell you about it here in just one second, but I'm addressing business owners right now. And people who have, say, websites, or you're trying to reach people. And if you're trying to reach, um, uh, you know, these these business, uh, if you're a business owner, you're trying to reach these people, and you have a product and service that, that you want to sell. Are you tired of spending money on digital or print ads that may or may not be seen or heard by your best prospects? How'd you like to reach our listening audience, and um, and how much better would it be if we could guarantee that your ad? would get in front of the eyes and in the hands of your prospect free talk live has a new advertising platform that combines digital and print advertising in a way which can uh, that can be used with radio advertising and many more say and many more sales uh, you'd be making if you could get your ad directly in the hands of targeted prospects reach the Liberty audience right now with this revolutionary new advertising and direct marketing program this really is I've looked at this program and I've never seen anything like it this is going to revolutionize direct mail uh, advertising. You can learn more about uh, getting an incredible response to your advertising with this program. It's as easy as 123. Simply visit 123.freetalklive.com. That's the numerals, 123.freetalklive.com. This program is likely to be your most cost-effective and highest return on investment that you've ever received from any marketing program that you've ever done. There's limited space, so contact us now at 123.freetalklive.com. Dot com, And I am excited about this. I cannot recommend it more highly. I can't say too much more. Check it out 123.freetalklive.com. So I said I was going to read the uh, the sort of warning notices that were on these uh, modesty ponchos that were at this Catholic school in Dearborn, Michigan. So the first one is modesty poncho for prom available in short and long styles advertising it as though it's on a little model here. And, uh, yeah, the, the the next part is sort of a warning. If your dress does not meet our formal dance dress requirements, no problem. We've got you covered. Literally. This is our modesty poncho. They use the term, uh, which you'll be given wow. at the door. And this thing is hideous. It is, uh, I don't know, sort of primary colors plus green, uh, which, you know, like school kids things always are red, blue, green, hmm. and yellow. So it's in these primary colors. I'm calling green primary for the sake of this. And it's green light is primary, but not green pigment. (laughs) Well, maybe I don't I don't even know what that means. Monitors are red,
2: green, blue. Oh, yeah. um, As opposed to the opposite, because monitors project light, whereas pigments absorb light. So if you combine two pigments, the product is darker. But if you combine two lights, the product is lighter. Huh? That makes sense. Yeah. I had no uh, idea that was true. Well, it's... And, see, that's the thing, is you learn red, yellow, blue, and it makes sense until you start working with computers that project light, and then you have to learn that everything is backwards.
0: What does yellow and blue light make? Uh, Probably some lighter shade of green?
2: Yellow and... You know, I don't... I don't even... Or, wait, yellow and blue would be green, yeah. But you said green was a primary color in light. Oh well, in light um, yeah, see, in light, there isn 't a yellow primary color, okay,
0: um, yellow is made out of- i 'll look it up on the internet and find out more about it i think it 's uh, that 's an interesting idea, going back here uh, so they they're they 're handing out these hideous smocks, basically that are more or less just cut out of fabric to drape over young women, presumably who are have uh, plunging necklines or, uh, you know, short hemlines. And I guess the students and the media had such an uproar about this that the school has backtracked a little. The reversal. The administration didn't return CNN's calls and emails Tuesday, but in a letter it sent out to parents, the school said it, never intended to make students uncomfortable with the ponchos. <laughs> it kind of sounded like they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, it sounded a little smug. The, uh, hey, come get your poncho. Neckline too low, hemline too high. We got a poncho for you, short and long. Right? That's a little little mocking, wow. I'd say. yeah. So anyway, um, they didn't intend to, so they say. The ponchos, it said, were meant to remind all the students and parents of our formal prom dress policy. To be clear, the poncho will not be passed out at prom, the letter said. For girls who violate the policy, the school said it still plans to have wraps and shawls on hand. So maybe the modesty poncho isn't there for uh, you know the, the scarlet letter, but there will be some old woman shawl for yep. you to... Uh, toss over your shoulders yeah to uh you know wow. and i guess see, that way this is why i started a church <laughs> i guess that way you can uh the, the ladies can show off their necklines in privacy you know just kind of hey can i see the neckline all right <laughs> <You know. laughs> don't say there won't be a dark corner where somebody can oh look,
3: absolutely look
0: down the uh the dress there these things happen one would hope <laughs> one would hope i can't it's not the problem i'd want to be uh
2: you know i'd probably be going to the prom in the next town over <laughs>
3: you'd be at my old prom
0: I, oh okay i just remember proms as being this minefield of who you're allowed to dance with and who you weren't uh you know i went in some cases with women in some cases without or ladies or girls or whatever you want to terminology you want to uh want to give i've been to fo- went to four different proms hmm. and i you know sometimes i'd if somebody asked me to dance, I'd dance with them. And I remember on more than one occasion, a young lady becoming upset with me because of danced. with whom I decided to dance. Not because the dance was erotic or undulating or any of these things, just, it's a problem that I would dance with that person whom I didn't know was a problem. And, you know, I, I don't know what all, the, I didn't know what all the politics was that went into this beforehand. Angie, you have comments on And this? you she didn't to know you part? needed... Were you not dating women before that?
2: Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a minefield, bro. They wouldn't be nearly as intoxicating if they didn't occasionally just
0: explode for no apparent reason. Women? I will... Oh, yeah. Well, women those are the only things that uh, uh, Rich has exp- dated.
3: Oh, well, yeah.
0: So he doesn't know any better. Any thoughts on this? Uh, you know, problems with whom you dance at prom and that sort of thing.
3: Um, yeah, I see it. It happened at prom, but you know, you just you dance with who you go with, and you don't veer from that. And if you do, then it's going to be a problem. So you stick with who yeah, you go see, with. Yeah, they paid for your, your meal, they paid for your corsage, you, and yeah. you be respectful and you. But now, if they go dance with somebody else, you just say, "Oh, okay. Well, then I have permission to do my thing."
0: That's mm-hmm. what it's what it seemed like to me.
3: So but- you're. So did your partner or the person you went with get mad at you? Yes. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that was usually the issue. And, and were- sometimes it was a problem with whom I went with the prom and, you know, those kind of things. It's always an issue, yeah. right? Because I tried to avoid this committed relationship thing as best I possibly could. Okay. And that means that uh, somebody's always trying to tie you down with different uh, systems. And some of those systems are being angry at you, other systems are, I don't know, being alluring, whatever it might have been. But, you know, for me, Rich, I just never wanted. I, I never wanted to deal with the drama and thus I would put up with the drama very, you know, very rarely. And when I did have mm-hmm. to put up with, it, I was sort of unarmed for it. Nah. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. I guess I can see how that, how that would happen. So if you think that this policy is misogynistic, as uh, some of the students do here, this uh, one guy, one guy's quoted is, is the, there's an idea that uh, men have the right to impose their will, good or bad, modest or immodest on women I'm not sure. It probably wasn't a man who made this modesty smock, or modesty poncho thing. So, I'm not sure I agree with that, but uh, you're welcome to call in at 855-450-3733. It's 855 450 free, as in freedom. And I, you know, I think that this is ill-advised. It's just a it's a news story that was certainly poised to go mainstream here with this hideous uh, this article of clothing where they're telling young ladies how they have to dress and that sort of thing. But this school hasn't backed off a whit. See, I'm going to go way out on a limb and say the nudity taboo isn't healthy. Okay.
2: It isn't healthy that we're ashamed of our bodies or that, you I know, if somebody agree. saw us naked, it would be a big deal.
3: Yeah. I think that nudity should be common that you should not be upset. If your child sees someone's boobs or if you're at a beach and someone wants to you know, lay out nude, no big deal. I, I think it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree. Do you think that people that choose to do it now have a bit of that exhibitionist flair? They want people to look.
3: And, and it's possible, because I know if I'm laying out nude, yeah, I want people to check it out. You know, okay. I'm like, hey, I'd like you to look. It's it's a compliment.
0: Mm-hmm. What? Um, what do you get out of that, just out of curiosity? I have no idea.
3: Uh, you know, I don't know how to explain it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I you like know. to be looked at, too, but you know, nobody wants to see me naked, I can assure you. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, that that's the first step. It's the first just, step.
3: You got to want to be they seen they naked. Right.
0: right. Angie's a lot better looking naked. I presume that I am. Oh, wow. 855 450 3733. My paunch, Rich. 855 <laughs> <laughs> 453. I'm crazy about My Magic Mud. This is the most important oral care product created this millennium, and I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible, with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Angie. 855-450-3733. Call in and talk about what you want. But Angie, during the uh, the top of the hour there, you were just kind of wondering to yourself what, in general, men thought about breast augmentation. Is yeah. that about right?
3: I'd like to know what the general... Consensus is.
0: So um, I pulled up. Uh, Leave those boobies alone. Uh, I've pulled up an article here. And first, I would like to say this is basically from a uh, plastic surgeon uh, organization. So they're probably going to be a little more pro. But I think it's worth having some pro and some cons. I'll give you my opinion uh, before it's all over here. But um, just some people it's ideal for. This procedure is ideal for those who seek the following benefits. A better proportioned or more appealing figure, if uh, pregnancy or weight loss or aging has affected the size, shape, and firmness of your breasts, Uh, perhaps to have uh, symmetry restored. In some cases, it's probably created um, Mm -hmm. if, uh, in case, one breast is smaller or larger than the other. I guess
3: I thought that was just common in all breasts.
0: I think they all are Mm -hmm. in so much as there's some lack of symmetry.
3: Okay, but
0: balls are the same way. One always hangs lower. I think I don't know if that's symmetry though if you're if you're no, in good that's health symmetry that's the opposite of symmetry I see if you're in good health and have a positive attitude and realistic expectations you're most likely to be a good candidate for this procedure so first, I wouldn't want to shame anybody who decides to get a particular operation whatever if uh somebody women presumably uh want this badly enough, then they should get it is okay. my first thought is anything that's going to make you feel better about yourself, then by God, you should do that. And that's cool as far as I'm concerned. I would say that if somebody was asking me my personal opinion on a breast augmentation and specifically, I'm looking at you right now and you're in a tank top, I know uh, I have some general idea what's going on. I'm going to say everything looks fine. You look great. Uh, I mean, you know, you have, and and I hate to use the for your age caveat. It sucks. Uh, the, you look great for your age, but you really do look great for your age. Um, and yeah, beyond that, you look better than a lot of women are. Significantly younger. So I would say that a to me, breast augmentation in your case would be a waste of money. But gilding the lily, it's not yeah, gilding the lily but, is perfect.
3: But what what you don't see whenever yes. you're not. In clothes Yes Is the thing that you know I would be looking at Or like a spouse Or a partner would be looking sure. at Sure And those are the parts That you're like ah, Maybe that could use A little love Yep You've you know? had three
0: kids And uh, life is as life is yeah. Right now uh, So then That's a different operation That's a lift And they certainly Have those too But if you're lifting why not add something?
3: Yeah, well, when you lose weight or you work out, the first thing that happens is you lose your boobs. And yep. I, you know, I have chest muscle and that's why I look like I have cleavage. Really, there's none there.
0: <laughs> you So, yeah. it's true that uh, most of the uh, most of those to the breast is subcutaneous fat and not breast material, which yep. is, you know, these are different things. And again, I would say if somebody feels like they've they should have it, then they should do it. No operation is without risk and yeah. there is, you know, you're going under the knife and that means they're going to give you general anesthetic and there's a risk to that. If that's worth it to you, then to have the, uh, the, the, you know, the enhanced breast, then I think you should do it. The thing I would say is, is that it is completely unfair. If guys like me say, you're not going to get added attention, you will. Right, I mean, of people, course are gonna, you will. people are going to look more. Yep, because bigger is more interesting. Whether or not, well,
3: they know. don't have to be but obnoxious. But then again,
2: from the other side, boob-driven, I think is probably less interesting most of the time. I mean, do you, do you respond more when somebody's attracted to your boobs or when they're attracted to your brain?
3: Oh well, the first thing that people notice about me isn't my brain. <laughs> so I mean it just depends On if they actually talk to me
0: Ladies ah. have that, uh, that that problem and, and you know I wish there was something For guys that uh, didn't have uh, The ladies weren't attracted to their brain I'd get it right off <laughs> Hmm so, um, let me, let's me let talk about some of the downsides of, uh, of breast augmentation. I think we can all figure out what the upsides are, right? So, it's either medical, you've had cancer and you need some kind of reconstruction, uh, you've got uh, some kind of asymmetry going on, you need a little more symmetry, or you just don't like the way it makes you feel and look. And I don't want to diminish that, that third option at all. If it makes you look good in your mind and feel good in your mind, you should do it. I wear all kinds of outrageous clothes when I go to conventions and these sorts of things, and I don't do it because I do it for attention. Let's be hundred percent clear. I do it so that I get more attention. And in many cases, I justify that attention because hey, I sell ad radios and you know I'm on the radio and you know do these sorts of things. And okay, so attention's useful for me, but I just like the attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, First off, there are different types of breast augmentation. There are implants that are placed either in a pocket, either underneath the pectoral muscle located between the breast tissue and the chest wall. Uh, Placement of the implant um, underneath the pectoral muscle may interfere less with uh, mammograms and breastfeeding. And then it's underneath the breast tissue and on top of the pectoral muscle. So it it could go either way. And I would think that the pectoral muscle... Like I wouldn't imagine putting anything underneath the pectoral muscle. That seems like a bad idea, but you know, I I bet the porn stars are putting it under just under the breast material uh, one, and not uh, under the pectoral muscle. Just a guess. Hmm. Then there are uh, different types of uh, implants: saline-filled breast implants. This is just salt water, and silicone-filled breast implants. And these have had some issues from a health standpoint in the past, but they're supposed to—the silicone's supposed to be more realistic than the uh, the saline ones.
3: Okay, as far as feeling or touch. Yeah,
0: and the yeah, look, response, that kind of thing.
3: They're not.
2: No, I once once I feel them. It, I mean, you can tell
0: the difference because from that in a real breast, there's there's oh, a ball in there. Yeah. I have never uh, um, put my hands on a, an enhanced breast in my life. So I don't know. You've never felt a boob? Oh, I've uh, <laughs> I've felt boobs, but never ones that have been operated on that I know of. Oh, okay. I've been married for fifteen years, pal. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, How old are you? Forty eight. Yeah, 48.
3: see, I've and you've only been married fifteen years, and you've never felt breast implants.
0: That's correct. You didn't go to strip clubs or anything. Um, I have been to a few strip clubs, but I didn't think you were allowed to touch the gals.
3: Well, if you pay for like the back room, then
0: I didn't think that anybody did that. I thought that was for, that was some kind of hustle. No, I haven't done that. <laughs> I Look, <laughs> it I... is some kind of hustle. Oh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> so do we have,
3: a, is there a call?
0: Oh, let's see. Let's
3: get people's opinion on this.
0: Yeah. We got, uh, let's, let's take, go straight to the call. I know that, it, uh, Jean's audio is going to be good. And we'll just join the room here on Discord. So, Gene, can you hear me?
8: I hear you. Do you hear me?
0: I do. What's on your mind?
8: I wanted to talk about the climate change, the climate cult liars.
0: First, I want to get your opinion on uh, breast implants.
3: Yeah, are you for them or against them?
0: What are your thoughts?
8: Yeah, whatever the gal wants. There's a, there's a YouTuber in uh, China who has had huge implants implanted. Her uh, idol was Dolly Parton. And she walks around in a little, you know, little short hot pants and a little top and everything because she gets attention. Yeah. And if she, yeah. Wants, if she wants to do that, that's fine. I mean, I think she's a very good looking lady. Ain't uh,
2: nobody got time for that.
3: <laughs> as a man, which as do you man, prefer in you a woman? Prefer... If you were looking at a woman, would you say, you know, I want to be with her because she has them or I want, I don't want to be with her because she has them?
8: No, I, I like the tiny titties. Well,
0: there we go. Well, there we go.
8: Okay, so back to the climate liars. And, you know, I've, I've, been a skeptic of this climate change nonsense ever since the 70s when they were telling us it was global cooling coming
0: and, and i am icy. not i haven't bought this hook line and sinker uh, gene hold if you hold the line for me um but i do tend to be a bit of a believer in the climate change thing so I'm, I'm interested in what gene has to say and we'll be back here in just a second the number is 855 450 3733 free talk live 855 450 free as in freedom Free Talk Live. The number is 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about what you want. Angie wants to know what you think about breast augmentation surgery. Are you for it? Are you against it? What are your thoughts? 855-450-3733. It's Mark. the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul.
4: And Angie.
0: You can call in talk about what's... (laughs) Angie. All right. And uh, I'll tell you about any pay. If you operate a retail business and you're looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance, go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. This is basically it. You have to set up a wallet, and after you've set up the wallet, they even show you in the video how to do that. Then they will walk you through every step of the way, and it takes quite literally minutes. Very easy. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Um, they have a map of different businesses that accept them. So once you're accepting cryptocurrency, you'll get put on their map with for no extra charge. It's uh, There's an iOS app, app that's available, com. They make it fast, they make it easy, and it's totally, totally worth doing. com. Let's go back to Gene calling in um, on the Discord lines. Dean, you were talking about climate change and stuff.
8: Yeah, I'm uh, talking about the climate cultists. I call them cultists because they they act like cultists. They believe things just because it's written down somewhere. Now, what I saw yesterday was this big news story linked on Drudge. It said, California is going through some fantastic heat wave that they haven't seen since you know, for 35 years, blah, 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 hotter than Las, Las Vegas, trying to make this look like uh, an apocalypse. Well, as a pilot, the fact I that it was have,
0: that hot 35 years ago kind of shows that it wasn't <laughs> um, wasn't an issue. How would the lack
8: right.
2: loss of California be an apocalypse? That could be... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway, don't threaten me with a good time.
8: <laughs> so, so as a pilot, I have apps on my phone that I use for weather. And so I zoomed in on San Francisco to see exactly what my app is telling me that the weather is in San Francisco. And... They were trying to say it was 100, 101, all this stuff. I showed 93 for the high. And then I went to another app and I pulled up the reporting station at San Francisco International Airport. It was reporting 77. Now, it was getting closer to the end of the evening, but it still was daytime. So it was reporting 77. And then they were saying, well, it's going to keep stay hot until Thursday. So I looked at the forecast on that I have, my aviation weather forecast for San Francisco, and they were predicting 85 today, which I don't know what it was because I didn't go back and check. It, it. does sound warm, and they though. Were, it warm, though. And they were predicting 66 for tomorrow. Well, it's San Francisco, right? So this is just one example, and I find... Hundreds of them. I mean, I find examples all the time where the climate cultists don't just uh, report the news. They actually lie about it. They extend whatever temperature they have. They're going to add five or six degrees to it to make it sound worse than it is. You know, you got a warm day in San Francisco. We're going to add seven degrees to it to make it sound even warmer.
0: Programmers call that torturing the data until they speak. (laughs) So, um, Gene, I understand that and I think that the biggest danger to the uh, environmental movement is the environmentalists. I I think they're full of uh, often full of crap and their predictions Mm -hmm. are all full of holes. And every time they do this stuff, I get it. However, um it seems like there is some data of some areas warming up. How about mm-hmm. the Northwest Passage which was has been on, impassable for centuries, now boats are going through there. Well, let's look at this at, on a
2: longer timeline though. Um, yeah. I mean, we just came out of an ice age. What 200.
0: Uh, There's a 20,000
2: years ago. Was well, that the most recent one? Yeah, there was um, probably in the last uh, so 20,000 like, years. Where we are right 15. now was. Under a mile mile thick sheet of ice.
0: Well, so modern been, humans developed in the world that exists as it today as it is today. I wouldn't want to go back too many thousands well, of years. not
2: really. the uh, The uh, mitochondrial Eve is seventy thousand years back. Sure, um, and she may move up more as you I don't know, know what her IQ is. Lineages though. die. Um, uh, she was smart enough to survive in conditions way worse than you've ever so seen. So can a
0: muskrat. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I... But she didn't do it in a muskrat body. No. And, I I,
2: and I don't know.
8: Should, and we should only be talking about... Oh, well, she wasn't
2: getting any, any muskrat love. That's not how evolution worked. Go ahead, so,
8: Gene. But, but we should be only talking about weather for the last 500 years. I mean, really, if we want to talk about what supposedly is being caused by man. You know, we really shouldn't go back farther than the industrial. We
2: Revolution. should talk about it to, to admit our ignorance because, you know, you can have a theory that says if you lock up a sample of gas in an in a hunk of ice for a million years this is what you can learn about the composition what you can't do is test your theory without waiting a million years for results so i have, have no faith in anything they drill out of an ice core uh to tell me the average temperature of the world a thousand or two thousand or ten thousand years ago that 's yeah. just crazy talk from my point of view, unless you 've been studying for millions of years and looking at what yeah. happens over time
8: and, and neither neither do I trust those, but you can there 's something that I use to explain to people that the oceans aren 't rising, and that is the the city of Venice in Italy, and they have a flooding uh, occurrence there, I think they call it aqua. Aqua Vida or something like that. They got a name for it in, in Italian. And what happens is every so often Venice floods and the water comes up through the square in the uh, center of Venice there. And they actually have a, a history that goes back a 500 years that shows you all these different floods they've had over 500 years. And they're not any worse this century than they were 500 years ago. In, in fact, some floods that they have recorded there are a lot worse 250 years ago. So the oceans are not rising. It's well, absurd they're... to think that the oceans are rising because we have Venice to prove they're not. There's a lot of
2: technology used to keep oceans at bay in certain parts of the world, and because the the canals of Venice are considered, uh, you know, cultural treasures and, and tourist destinations, it may well be that they've expended extraordinary effort on it. Although I agree with you on, on global warming, I've I have read of villages that have been found off the coast of England under five hundred feet of water. Yeah, these are that's so probably, I yeah, would say that again really the crust. sea rise the sea has been rising for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, that's the dog land I think it was almost called and
2: again since the last ice age.
8: Yeah, well, you, if the seas are rising, they're kind of missing Venice, because Venice, all of that Well, it's not happening in
0: them. a very short time frame. Yeah, what he's talking about is happening. off the coast of England. Uh, this is yeah. th- this is See, my- villages from m- many thousands of years ago.
8: Yes. And I'm talking about 500, less than 500 years ago, and, and it- Venice hasn't really sunk at all.
0: Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate, you, Gene. Appreciate, it. appreciate it. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts on... Global warming, rest augmentation, we're here for you. Free Talk Live, 855 450 3733. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50, sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL, and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL. FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. We talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Angie. 855 450 It's 855 450. Free, as in freedom. To tell you about Cryptocurrency Wire, if you're trying to reach the crypto market and perhaps you want to spread mass awareness of your crypto technology, either way, you need a communications company that specializes in that particular field. Leveraging 35 plus different brands and part of the investor brand network and more than 5,000 downstream distribution partners, Cryptocurrency Wire combines the power of specialization with mass market reach. And that's what you need. Excuse me, with their help you can start connecting with crypto-friendly journalists and more than 1.6 million followers. Their commitment is to get the most eyes possible on your big news while it's fresh. Domestic? How about international? They can reach 65, excuse me, 56 different countries and also provide translation services. If your company is important and relevant um, as a newsmaker, well, that's great, but you still need someone that specializes in the field to get your message heard. Cryptocurrencywire.com. dot com. We've used them here on Free Talk Live, and we've had some success with it. I think it's uh, I think it was great. Cryptocurrencywire.com. dot com. They helped us get our Ugandan story where we raised money for the orphanage, and it hit several major well, several news. Uh, places. One of them was Bitcoin. dot com. One was Talkers Magazine, and I can't name all the rest of them to you. But it was it was nice to have that extra coverage. And they did that. Cryptocurrencywire.com. dot <laughs> com. You have to push that a little harder, Rich. <laughs> it's got to go click. Oh, I hate that button. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Your uh, Ugandan story. What's that, Kamala? The Ugandan. Headhunter, running for president?
0: <laughs> no, he was, uh, this was the story about where we built the orphanage in uh, uh, Kagoma, Jinja, Uganda.
9: Are, are they
0: headhunters? Not that I know of.
9: Got to check on that. Okay. What's are on you your mind, hunter? David? <laughs> uh, well, w- what else? Boobies. I ah, yes.
0: A boobie
3: Perfect. Theory,
0: Angie's got a, got a question yeah. for you, yeah.
3: Yeah, do you prefer natural or would you prefer not natural?
9: Well, 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 both. My my ex had my my stripper baby mama oh, ex goodness. that ran off with the with the other dude and took my kids with, and and I haven't seen them for over a decade. She had uh, implants, and um, they 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 as she as she says when she when she's asked, "Are are those real?" Uh, she says, "Yeah, real nice." <laughs> um, they, Did <laughs> you pay for the implants? No, she paid for him out of her stripper money before she met me. She she probably wouldn't have Crazy. got him if if uh, she hadn't already got him before she met me. I I I prefer if if you're anywhere as close to being uh, what you're happy with, then I think you're better off without them. I, I like I like the way the they feel better with without them. She had the water under the muscle, okay, as opposed to she couldn't you couldn't get saline when she got. I'm sorry, uh, silicone, silicone when when she got them, you had to get the uh, saline and she put them under the muscle and, uh, um, feel wise, you know, cause it's your, your natural breast is still over the muscle. And so you feel that. And then, then there's the muscle wall and then there's the implant that's under the muscle. So it's kind of a, an odd feeling. And then you got you have a line there too. You can see a little bit when, especially when you flex your, your pec muscles a little okay. bit doing this or that, you can see the, The line, but but that that doesn't really matter. The I mean, they look great, um, but like I said, if you're anywhere as close to happy with what you got, I wouldn't get them um, based on how they feel. But if you're if you're completely unhappy with how you look, then I would get them if you want them. And just keep in mind that about every ten years, you got to spend that. I suppose prices have come down now. I suppose you can get a tune up for you know four thousand dollars or less. But every ten years, you got to go go in basically and get a new set.
0: I've heard that same thing too, David. Okay. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. The, um, I mean that, you know, yeah. I've, I have friends who have these augmentations, or their wives have these augmentations, and I hear that about every ten years is about the time. And sometimes you're dealing with rupturing and all that stuff. You're not dealing with that uh, with the natural ones, right? But this as, is
3: all good feedback.
0: As yeah. as they say, you know, are those real? Are they real nice? You know, you and uh, I. I can't say that there's yeah. that you're, I can't say. I certainly would not say that you're not going to get added attention, that people aren't going to pay attention, yeah. that they're not going to be interested. Um, you know, that's just that's just how that is. So, it would
3: definitely help with the laying out nude thing.
0: Indeed mm. it would. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know when you get an opportunity to do that, but uh there you go. There uh, were people laying out nude at Fork Fest last year. They could have been. I didn't notice Jessica them. was Okay, well, shows what I know. I, I how do I miss all this stuff, all these things that go on around me in the world, and it just, it just I, I miss it. Anyway, he was lift, listing off some You're of the just, options. Do you want me to point these things out to you Please when they do. happen? Come Mr. and get Magoo. Mark. Yeah, come. Let me know. Okay, you don't have to come get me, but uh, you know, just when you see me, Mark, I'll text you. I'm over not there. going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, um, uh, we were talking about the different types of breast implants that there are, and I I just wanted to go through the rest of this chart. David was mentioning the beneath the pectoralis muscle version, and you know, I I, I'm not an expert on this, but it goes beneath the muscle. Some of them go above it. There's the silicone uh, filled type, and then there's the cohesive gel silicone. Uh, the gummy bear or form-stable implants. Now, have you ever had like a sort of one of those wrist supports for a mouse, where um it kind yes, yep. And some of them are filled with like bean bags, and some of them are yep. filled with like a squishy gel. Yep. But the gel doesn't change shape.
7: Nope.
0: It's always the same shape, and that's what that is. Okay. So it's like a it's like a boob, uh, but it's you know the like shape, a perma boob. Yeah, perma boob. It's the shape that it is. The mana boob. And a uh, well, a boob, as in a boob from a mannequin. <laughs> now, the I think that the thing is, is that normally when you're standing, that's what it's it's going to look like that. But when you lay down,
3: it's going to look like
0: boobs look different when yeah. women lay down than when they are standing they're up. They're supposed to. Or when they're hanging upside they down or when they're bent over. Too. What's that? They need to relax, too. Right. Well. What? <laughs>
3: not with boob.
0: There's no. no relaxing there. So it's just going to stay there, looking the same way as though you're standing when you're laying yeah. down. But I'll bet you the shape. It's like pierce. muscles. Awesome. If If they're always hard, then you, how do you know? Yeah, well, it doesn't tell you anything. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, also the. Oh, God. You know, I shouldn't get new words here that I haven't practiced. Autologous. Logious. Fat transfer. The autologous fat transfer removes fat through liposuction from an area of your body in which you have abundant fat cells. Mine would be my abdomen. Um, that's your thighs, your hips, your abdomen. After pressing, uh, processing, uh, that's preparation and refinement, the fat cells are injected into your breast. This method is less common than breast implant augmentation and not as developed. Your plastic surgeon might combine any of the above uh, breast augmentation options with a breast lift if there's any sagging or drooping of your breasts. The medical, um, your medical history, goals from the surgery, and body mass and size, uh, breast t- tissue, and preferences will determine the optimum, excuse me, method for you. So. There's a lot of options in this. If uh, one were going to move forward with it, Angie, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not the one to give uh, uh, anyone advice on this one way or the other. But it's uh, it's a it's a mature industry, and you're probably pretty close to safe in the sense that you can have an operation and be safe. Yeah. Right. Mm. And remember, plenty of people dive in safe operations every single year. Absolutely. Yeah. So.
2: The other thing to be concerned about is loss of sensitivity. Yes, and and that depends. I mean, I I've, mean, some women are can, oversensitive can take the boobs or or leave them, yep. and other women it's like it's all about the boobs. Yep. It's it's very personal things, so. and
0: some have oversensitivity, and a loss of sensitivity is uh, preferable. So, yeah, that can happen too, and you never know how that's going to work out, but it's something to consider.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you roll the dice again and get a new pair of boobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, there's uh, there's there's all kinds of advice on the internet. We went to MedHalt.com to talk about breast augmentation here and what the benefits um, and uh, downsides might be. You can check it out for yourself, Angie. Uh, you can give Angie advice here. Final segment eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free as in Free Talk Live, or use our Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. Final segment of Free Talk Live. You can call in. We might be able to get you in. You can use the Discord lines, tell you about those real quick. Uh, you go to discord.freetalklive.com, and there's an app there. That app is called Discord. And you can download it, and then use the on-air call-in lines that are right there in the upper left of the uh, screen, and call in, and you'll sound great. It's uh, so much better if you download that on your phone, on your computer. There's some ups and downs. You kind of have to tweak some audio a little bit to to make it really work well for a computer. Oftentimes, those little laptop mics aren't the greatest, but it still still be- sounds better than a telephone discord. dot or you can call in at eight eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul
4: and Angie.
0: You're gonna run out of breath doing that yep. at some point. <laughs> I. It could happen. <laughs> Story coming to you from the Concord Monitor immigration checkpoint on I-93 nets no arrests, but draws concern. So for those of you who don't know, there aren't just immigration checkpoints within a hundred miles of the southern border in the United States. There are immigration checkpoints all across the United States. We're up here in New Hampshire and we are within a hundred miles of the Canadian border and presumably Anybody who's within 100 miles of the coast is also, uh, there was a map at one point that the ACLU released that said that essentially within these zones, some large percentage of the American population lives, and that uh, they're subject to whatever, random checkpoints. So I grew up in a country where you, uh, English common law said that you had to be uh, they had to have reasonable, articulable suspicion that you committed a crime in order to detain you. But things have changed in America, and you can determine for yourself why they've changed, but I've got a I've got a suggestion. The suggestion is, is we've become crazy about the idea of people crossing the southern border. So we have to do all kinds of things to stop that and justify that and all that kind of stuff. Now, in the 1960s, People were crossing back and forth. They were called migrant workers. They'd just come, they'd go. And steadily since then, they've cracked down, they've cracked down to the point that you just can't even do this. You can get a visa to do it and some people do, but it's much, much harder. People moved across the poorest border in the South without any difficulty. And honestly, that's how it's been in countries for forever. Only since World War One have we gotten passports and uh, this kind of thing. And border... Border control is is for a nation at war, not uh, for a nation at peace. But, but then again, we are a nation at war. Oh, constantly a
2: self imposed war, uh, the so called war on drugs, and that's that, an issue. You know, it's it's the war on drugs
0: that makes it attractive for criminals to come here. Uh, well, I would say that for one, this. Uh, traffic stop on I ninety three in New Hampshire, up mm-hmm. by Woodstock, New Hampshire, is just to justify the traffic stops on the southern border. There's really no mm-hmm. point in having this. These things don't do anything to make us uh, better or safer. Not too many drugs slipping across the Canadian border, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I would imagine there's weed coming in for I, I, I some.
2: I I would be surprised if there weren't drugs coming over the. There's Canadian probably as border. much going the other direction
0: too. Just guess. Um, Oh, I'm sure it goes both ways. I mean, you can't stop the market. An eight-hour immigration checkpoint Sunday at the Interstate 93 near Woodstock did not uh, net any risk but led to a traffic slowdown, a long one, right at the start of the state's famed bike week. So we got to make sure that everybody's, uh, you know, whole progress is stopped because God knows what. U.S. Customs and Border Protection issued tickets to 29 people for failing to carry their immigration documents. So people who were uh, presumably legal immigrants but didn't have their proper documentation—I guess you have to carry that with you at all times. You have to have your papers. And uh, 29 people got ticketed for that. The federal border checkpoint also resulted in six separate seizures of marijuana and paraphernalia. And this is what it's really about, ladies and gentlemen. What is Customs and Border Patrol doing inside of the United States, picking people up for marijuana and paraphernalia? That is an interesting question, and I'll I'll see
2: your question and raise you one. A friend of mine got picked up in one of these uh, border sweeps. I'm not going to say that much about him. Yep. Um, But I will say that he was picked up and they had to dismiss the case because they had no probable cause. So now they're out there having gotten smacked once, they're out there apparently doing it again.
0: Well, why not? I mean, most people aren't going to take it to trial. These people who got their uh, marijuana busts inside a state that just recently decriminalized uh, marijuana and surrounded by states who have legal recreational marijuana. They um, you know, that's that's what this is about. This is the the feds, uh, you know, trying to justify their existence, flexing their muscles, and this isn't about immigration because how many illegal immigrants are driving up I-93 in New Hampshire near the Canadian border? It just doesn't make much sense, and it's a complete waste of time that they're stopping everybody. And if that's the truth, if the yeah. Go ahead. I mean, to me, the answer
2: is just repeal the laws, not stop enforcing them, because the the problem is if you have people in the country who have an illegal status, those people are going to be vulnerable to all kinds yeah. of dangers uh, of um, and. You know, they can't defend themselves because the government
0: is literally out to get them. It is quite literally the out, to way out to get them. But the only way not to have... It's out to get us all. Neil Gorsuch, the Supreme Court Justice, yeah. just quoted as saying that the, gov- the government can arrest you anytime, anyone, for anything. Now, I would say more accurately they can arrest anyone for something. But, I mean, that's what his quote was. So yeah. I don't want to misquote the guy. But the government can get anyone. And by anyone, I mean... Ladies and gentlemen listening to my voice, you, no matter who you are,
2: no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, there exists a statute under which you can be booked.
0: Absolutely. Right (laughs) now that the evidence exists right now in your life for you to go to jail. How do I know? Well, I'm taking a guess because there's more laws in this country than you can read in four lifetimes. So you can't tell me I'm wrong. Because there's just more laws. There's a book written out there called Three Felonies a Day, suggesting that the average uh, American is committing three felonies a day. You may be incredulous, but the idea that a... uh, Those are rookie numbers. you got to get those numbers up. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. I'm not interested. I'm trying to keep it as low felonies (laughs) as possible. But this is... I mean, we we live in a... I mean, what else would you call it but a police state if a Supreme Court justice... The guy who presumably is most knowledgeable about our country's laws uh, Mm. is saying that anyone could be arrested at any time for anything. Well, come on now, ladies and gentlemen. And you want to call other people illegal for for violating the immigration laws? These aren't felonies, by the way. They're just misdemeanors. Low-level violation misdemeanors.
2: I've never been harmed by an illegal alien. I have been harmed repeatedly over and over again by the government so increasing government power to keep me away from illegal aliens that that gives me
0: no comfort at all well if if you have been harmed by an illegal alien i'm sorry about what happened to you but i mean the i don't think that that status as an illegal alien really makes a difference if somebody didn't commit a crime somebody Mm -hmm. else is going to commit a crime i mean crimes aren't exclusive to people who have come across the border
2: yeah. And generally, I mean, my preferred response is if somebody commits a, a crime, an actual aggression, you pull out a gun and you shoot him in the face and then they won't do that anymore. Well, and also people, you know, say, well, maybe I shouldn't do that because somebody
0: might shoot me in the face. Well, I think that uh, that you know that in fact firearms are a deterrent, and the fact that citizens may carry them is a is hopefully a deterrent to people who would commit crimes. I would be very judicious in who I would might use that on, but if it's a, an aggression against my family, if we're talking about harm befalling my wife or my child or me or something like that, then uh, yeah, I mean you'd be talking about deadly force in that case. Yeah, you know, absolutely i i'm if if somebody wants to steal my wallet or something, I probably wouldn't do that, but how are they gonna hmm. steal my wallet? Presumably they would put me in jeopardy my life in jeopardy mm-hmm. over uh you know some amount of money, and if a gun's pointed at me, I'm presuming it's my body that's uh you know in danger, not my wallet
2: yeah see i I don't know the last time somebody tried to rob me it was uh um. Actually, one of those roommates, her boyfriend, uh, blind, blindsided me with a punch, and I, I didn't let him have the money. I fought. I threw him the hell out of there. How many <laughs>
3: times have you been robbed?
2: How many times have I been successfully? Never.
0: Well, Perfect. how many times has it been attempted? Oh, God. That many? Half a dozen? At least a dozen. God. I've been in prison. It hasn't been that bad. Free Talk Live. Check us out at freetalklive.com. Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series.
7: My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I have learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses.
0: Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought, because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series, and each one teaches a set of ideas. Is that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com.